Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick and Play podcast. Today we are jubilant in excitement with the NBA approaching, and as always, to break down any sport we cover, we're joined by the second half of this triumphant. Leo, how you doing? What's up, man? How you doing? I am doing well. Um, I was recently watching the TBT tournament. Did you watch any of that? So I think for the last five years, uh, going back I think since 2015, they basically have a basketball tournament. ESPN has it this year. Um, I really got into it this year because there were no other sports. And a bunch of players, kind of ex-college players, some ex-pro players. Joe Johnson was in it this year. Um, you, you, hey, hey, ISO Joe. Yeah, ISO Joe. So basically uh, they have a... Uh, NCAA tournament style uh, winner take all basketball tournament one game each you play you lose you're out you win you advance um, it was re- this on ESPN right now it was it finished yesterday wow I had no idea it was fire absolute fire and a great 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 indicator of how the nba was going to perform basically they've been locking down these teams this is not the nba they do not have the nba resources but they were locking down teams into this hotel you're only allowed to leave the hotel to go to the game the game was across the street um so players would move back and forth uh but they locked themselves down they got tested every single day constantly when the tournament started they had four reserve teams that were kept in case teams got knocked out because of the coronavirus uh we saw multiple teams early in the tournament get knocked out for the coronavirus and replacements have to be made um after the first round was played we actually saw a team had to bail out of the second round of the tournament which was disappointing that was team brotherly love um who i had a bet on so that kind of sucked for me Ah, um, uh, you had some action. Oh, I had a lot of action. Uh, the the final um, teams, I believe, were the Golden Eagles versus uh, Team Sideline Cancer. Uh, Sideline Cancer was actually a forty to one favorite, a forty to one underdog to win the tournament. Um, I had ten bucks on them, uh, so I had them going into the final round yesterday. You know, one game winner take all. The other thing the TBT does is they do the Elam ending. So all their games, and they've always done this, once you get down to the four minutes of gameplay, and then, uh, so four minutes of gameplay, and then the first dead ball, you tack eight points, I think it's eight points onto who's ever leading, and you play to the Elam ending. Um, The game ended yesterday with the Hawks, uh, the Eagles making a basket, a three-pointer to put the game away, to win it, um, it, it was a phenomenal game. It literally came down to the wire. I think the final score was it, one team, uh, Sunland Cantor was up one. Uh, the other team was uh, was down one. Uh, they needed a three-pointer to win, and bang, hits it in the corner to end the game. It was really exciting. It was great basketball, but it's going to give wow. you a Did you win money? So uh, I hedged my bets. So when I had the four, when I had the 40 to 1, I went and took the favorites, the Eagles, <laughs> And said, "What's the math for me to, you know, at least double my money here um, off my okay. total bets on the tournament?" Uh, so I hedged it. The sideline cancer lost. Eagles won. Uh, so I win. Um, so I doubled my money from betting on the whole tournament. That's the whole point. Uh, a lot of people like to poo-poo people who uh, hedge. 
Um, I've got bad news for everybody out there. Uh, hedging is called winning money. If you don't like winning money, that's perfectly fine with me. Uh, no, but- I like money. I'm a fan of money. That's, you know, I was I try to tell people because the whole point of having a big favorite is you need to then recoup all of your losses in that like final scenario. So basically I would have won five times my money if the uh sideline cancer won, but I doubled my money if the other team won. Okay, so I'm watching a game where a worst case scenario I double all my money I've spent. The other side of it is I, I you know quadruple it. So um, I try to I try to tell people that you know you you should be if you get that close on a big favorite unless they're a runaway like I had with Lamar Jackson where it's just not close hedging's where it's at you should hedge uh, that's how you win money Vegas doesn't want you to hedge Vegas wants you to take that underdog all the way up to the end and then lose in a heartbreaking fashion <laughs> with so much hope and then get your heart broken right that's what they want don't let them do that take your money run. But nope. this this small organization was able to successfully pull off a bubble. So I have full confidence the NBA will be able to do the same. Yes, I expect some players to make sacrifices, uh, but you know, you're you you're there for play basketball. Let's you know, let's chill out a little bit uh, in terms of oh, my lifestyle is going to be cramped. Um, everyone's is. So, you know, let's let's adhere to that. Um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about the bubble and the experiences, the NBA players. I'm sure everyone's been following them on Twitter. And then we're going to break down the first three sets of games. Uh, we're going to be talking about what we're going to look for. We're not going to lock in any bets. We're going to say what we like today. But as we get closer, uh, actually next week will be our chance to uh, lock in our bets before they go live next thursday we're going to get back uh two thursdays from now we're going to get basketball so well i guess today's wednesday three uh, thursdays i can't Fuck wait it. i need it um i know so let's go ahead leo the bubble what are your thoughts so far uh i don't have too many thoughts so far my original thought or the i guess the first thought that i had about it was that i saw some people complaining about the food and then I saw other players uh, complaining about how those players were complaining. Yeah, food didn't look that bad to me. Nope. Uh, you know, it looked fine. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I've seen a couple videos of uh, players. Uh, you know, they're they're recording content inside the bubble. Uh, I've seen Matisse Thybul of the Sixers. He's had a couple cool little videos that he's put together from inside the bubble, and it looks pretty cool. It's chill. Yeah, I gotta say, they pretty much have what I thought they would need to you know, live a, a normal life. I would I would say this. The players that are complaining, uh, bet against them. Uh, if you're complaining about the bubble, you're just not focused on basketball. And, and those complaints you should take as someone who doesn't put basketball for, first. It, it's, a good, it, it's a good view you can have. Um, I think the funniest story so far, there's two funny stories to me. Uh, the number one is that... Uh, First, they have a hotline where you can snitch on other players. The snitch hotline. That's crazy. Which has been hit up, according to Shams, that people have hit that line up. I love it. Who do you it. think is the most likely player in the NBA to have used that? Uh, the joke is it's Chris Paul, which I think is funny. <laughs> I, I would believe that. Yeah. So CP3 I, trying to get some people suspended. Oh yeah, and he's you know he's only there for basketball. So let's let's make that clear. Um, the other thing that I think was funny is uh, apparently Jimmy Butler had a noise complaint because he was just dribbling a basketball in his room all night. 
um, that dude's ready to ball. <laughs> I believe that 100%. Yeah. And that's, and that's, I, don't, I do not believe for one second that that story is fabricated. Yeah. Jimmy was definitely dribbling his ball all night. All night. And so uh, here's the thing. These teams that seem like they've been focused or they have superstars that have been focused on nothing but basketball, uh, there's no warm-up time here. We're going to go right into it. So the players that are ready... I think there's going to be a ton of opportunity to make money. I really think there's going to be an extraordinary amount of opportunity. And basically, put your money where you think the teams that are dedicated to playing basketball are. Cohesive teams that are well-coached, that have good fundamentals, are going to be at the head of the class. Um, and, and let's go ahead and dive right into it. This month, 7.30, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, there will be a tip-off for Utah Jazz versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Right away, the spread of this game is Utah minus one and a half. The over-under ah. is 222. There's one thing I don't know. I don't know about the conditioning of these athletes in game shape which means I'm very wary against all of the over-unders. You need both teams to score points in order to hit your over. I think the unders might be a little bit of a good play, but I will open with this. New Orleans is going to beat Utah by 15 points. Mm, you think so? Period. Uh, everything. Let's, uh, let's go back and look at how Utah started. The U Utah was pretty much the epicenter of the NBA shutting down. But what's masked in all this is the fact that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell do not get along. Donovan Mitchell does not like Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert doesn't really get along with anybody. I think that that chemistry is going to hurt them dramatically come time for the playoffs. or that We're going to call this a, a mini sprint. And I think getting New Orleans, who I think that that team, for the most part, has been locked on. And I don't think they're going to need much more than the pros they have with uh, Redick and Zion. And they ha you know, obviously have Ingram and other pieces. I don't really think they're going to need any more than that. I think Zion's going to be able to take this over by himself. Um, so I love New Orleans getting points opening the gate. I mean, I'm not mad at, at your prediction, but, I mean, Utah is no slouch either. Uh, and I think that, I mean, as, as long as as Gobert and, and Mitchell can get along enough to play basketball, then it's fine. They don't need to be best friends <clears throat> in order to get it done. Uh, so uh, I, I'm, I don't think it's as much of a lock as you do, but I could see the Pelicans coming out on top. Yeah, I, I love the idea of the Pelicans firing out of the game. This is hard. a young team coming out of a long break like this. I you know I I would lean towards the more veteran team, which would be the Jazz here. Yep, uh, and and I can't I can't argue with the logic behind it. And my whole philosophy is I want to see the hunger. I, I I'm going to be betting on who I think is hungrier coming into this. Uh, New Orleans is going to need to fight tooth and nail to jump up and get that eight seed. The NBA is going to do everything in their power to give them that eight seed. We kind of saw that with the schedule already. Uh, but I really like New Orleans to just, I mean, I think New Orleans should go 8-0 through this run. I, I really believe that they have that capability. 
Um, I like the fresh legs. I like the idea that these 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 athletes on that own the New Orleans team. I think they're better. I think they're not better coached. Um, I like Snyder, but I think that they're they're well coached and they're going to be ready. Um, and I'm really you think they're going eight and I think that eight and zero, seven and one is a range. I got to tell you, I just feel it. Now they could fall apart, but man, I just it's just got a feeling for me. Um, the only thing about New Orleans for me is that none of them are playoff tested except uh, Drew Holiday. JJ? And so, JJ? You know, in a perfect world, yeah, I would like to think that the kids, they get it together and they, they make this push and they go 7-1 and one or 6-2 and two and they make the playoffs and, and all that, but none of them have experience doing that. Storybook time. That's what, that's what my theme is going to be. Give me the hungry, give me the storybook, um, and, and I'm going to push from there. Uh, next game, this is the one that's, you know, this, this, is, this is your little baby here. Uh, at 9 p.m., 7.30, the Lakers and the Clippers square off. First game in the Dome for these teams. It's pretty much an even spread. Clippers minus one and a half. So basically on a neutral field without fans, they're saying the Clippers are the better team. Lakers just lost Rondo. How does that affect them? Not only Rondo, but Avery Bradley uh, opted out opted of the out. restart as well. And I think that that hurts them a lot. They lost a lot of depth in the backcourt, which was already pretty thin. And now we're looking at uh, Caruso getting big minutes. We're looking at Quinn Cook getting big minutes. Maybe they're going to have to rely on Deion Waiters a little more than they thought they were going to have to. So uh, I don't like it. I think that the uh, the losses of Bradley and Rondo are going to hurt them in the long haul. Do you? From what I've read, though, I think they say that Rondo should be back by the second round of the playoffs. So yeah. uh, once they get him back, they'll be in better shape. But, you know, for these eight games and then that first round, they're going to be a little thin in the backcourt. You think the Lakers dropped this first one? I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. I don't think the Clippers lost anybody. Um, nope. It, 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 have they been reported to – is their whole team coming? Yep, their whole team looks like it's on the plane. I mean, they were the one that uh, Patrick Beverly said when all the rumors were going around about restarting the season. Patrick Beverly said if LeBron James plays, we're all playing. If LeBron James says to ball, we're all balling. And that's, you know, again, you want the dog mentality on your team, and you fucking got it. The Clippers, I think, are going to be an easy team to bet on during this time as well. Um, I don't really think Kawhi is going to worry too much about rest. I think he's going to need to play to get kind of back in the rhythm. So, uh, again, I, I, right. I, like the, I like the Clippers to In a series, open. I would still take the Lakers, but in this first game back, I think that the Clippers might be the better bet. Going to go Clippers as well. All right, we roll to the next day, and again, we get basketball. We open up with Memphis and Portland. Uh, Pupukaka. Uh, the... Memphis Grizzlies are getting a point and a half. Um, I don't really know what to make of this at all. I think that Ja uh, is is a superstar in the making. Portland's got the high-end uh, talent, uh, you know, with Dame and Mello. Uh, well, you know, Mello, but whatever. Uh, I don't really know what to expect of this. I guess this is just going to be one that I'm watching. Uh, and as I go through these first three lines... I'm kind of seeing the same inconsistencies that you know people are talking about, and you've mentioned that you know this is another point and a half game. We don't really know what we're going to get. 
Uh, there's no real home team. So we have Memphis and Portland. Seven. I like Portland. You like Portland? So I like Portland, too. Um, uh, and I like Portland because I think Dame, it, the whole reason that he's coming back to play is to try and get within however many games he needs to get in order to get into that playoff yep. for the playoff spot, right? So I think Dame's going to come out guns blazing. And if he does, he's easily the best player in that game. Yep. And I'm gonna I'm gonna like the best player in these games uh, for the most part, um, unless they're real close, like uh, you know the Clippers, Lakers, Dragon, Kawhi, LeBron. Uh, they, uh, there's some talent there. Also, the Clippers are gonna be healthy, but uh, and and that's another thing here. I think Portland's kind of underperformed most of this year uh, compared to where they were last year. Just kind of a weird drop off. Um, but they are they're fighting. coming back healthy though. They will be coming back healthy, uh, and, you know, when I look at these teams that kind of already have the playoffs locked in, am I going to get the same fire? This, I think, is going to be a hot game. Memphis holds the eighth seed currently. The team on their heels is Portland. So this is a huge game for both of these teams. Um, This is one of the games where I could see the over coming into play. Uh, defense be a little sloppy. People, you know, uh, in order to be well-conditioned in the NBA, you play offense and defense uh typically once you start to get tired the defense goes first and you save it to score points i think that's what you're gonna see in this game i think you will get some offense uh the over under is 224 so you know 110 to 117 makes you a winner um i i like that i like i like the over in this game i like portland as well uh but I think really we got to give it up to the NBA gods for you know giving us those two games to kind of quench our palate from 7.30 into 7.31 in the morning. Uh, sorry, 7.30 the, the day, and then 7.31. I was going to say yeah. the morning. Man, I missed that. No, it's 4 p.m. Uh, and there's another 4 p.m. that day, uh, and that is the bright future Phoenix Suns versus the Washington Wizards. Uh, we're they're gonna slam. This is the poo poo platter. This is a poo poo platter. Uh, there is uh, Phoenix is minus three and a half. Um, honestly, if you put a gun to my head, I'm gonna take Phoenix. But uh, wow, what a what a what a smoldering wreckage! I don't think Bradley Beal is going right. No John Wall. No Bradley no Beal. We're getting the the projects of the yeah so i really like uh phoenix here's another thing for this game since the line's three and a half i would recommend just going in and taking um and taking phoenix. you gotta take phoenix phoenix is there right just take the money line don't deal with the spread just take them on the money line you're gonna throw a little extra away that's fine um because I just, I really, the Washington was one of the worst defensive teams ever, and now you took away their all-star and one of their best, you know, their best bucket getter. I think this could be a husk of a team that gets rolled in there. Washington really doesn't have any shot in hell at making the playoffs. Um, no, we should really be betting on every game against Washington. Oh, There's probably money to be made right there. We're going to bet against Washington, and we're going to bet against... Uh, for me, I'm going to bet against Phoenix the entire way. Those two teams that are going to be out of it after two days, like mathematically right. eliminated after game one, they're the ones that I want to bet against. Give me the team in the middle of a pandemic that has nothing to play for in a bubble where they're hating their life. 
that's the team I want to bet against. <laughs> that's the fucking team I'm going to make money on. Uh, and and that's I, I think it's going to be a theme as we go through. Uh, but we're both going to go heavy on Phoenix. Next up, um, another battle of the Titans. We have Boston and Milwaukee. Milwaukee is a five and a half point favorite. Uh, I like I like the Bucks coming out of this. I think that uh, was um, what's his name? Uh, darn it, Gordon Hayward is he playing? I'm not sure. He's having a baby, right? His wife's having a baby. Yeah, uh, I thought that he said he I think he, he might wasn't... leave whenever it's that time. I, I'm not really sure. Oh no! It says Gordon Hayward's wife posts heartfelt message as he leaves for NBA restart in Orlando. So he'll be there. Okay. So they're gonna. We'll it, see if he stays. I'll tell you this. I think him getting more rest helps them a lot. Uh, I think if they can get him back to where he was uh, three years ago, and and I think the only thing you really needed was time and rest. This is going to be a great game. The over under for this game is two twenty. Uh, I'm gonna break ranks. I, I'm not taking either team. I'm going the over. Mm, really? Uh, I would take the Bucks. Uh, I like the Bucks minus five. Uh, I think Giannis is going to come out and make a statement in the first game. Um, to, yeah, I don't see any reason to take Boston here. So I, I understand you taking the over. I see the over listed as 215.5, though. Uh, huh. I'm on, where am I? VegasInsider.com. Uh, it is, uh, well, you know what? If you like the over, you should shop it around because it's, 220 uh oh it opened at 220 it's currently at 215 okay westgate's okay. got it at 215 so we're gonna say 215 on that um yeah if you like the over you might you uh, might want to go ahead and bet that now i like it even more like i said i think people are going to be a little afraid of uh i think people are going to be My a little thing afraid is, of with that. the first game back they might be a little rusty so i'm scared to take the over in the first game yeah i i you know I think that the key is going to be to picking out which teams are well-coached, well-organized, and have players who want to play because they're going to be ready. You know, uh, it's like the beginning of the year. I think at the beginning of the year in the NBA, what you see is teams score a lot of points because the right. defenses haven't got there. I think defense is what hurts you in the beginning of the year because you're, you, you've got to really be conditioned, and you defense is all teamwork. Offense can be teamwork, but you rely on high-end talent. So I think that in a game with Bucks and Boston, you got a lot of high-end talent that you don't have a whole lot of time to prep for um, in terms of game speed. Now, I, the interesting part is these teams with good coaches, you're basically giving them two weeks to prepare for one opponent. How to, you know, this is almost a playoff-style uh, first, not first round, but as you go, you can start figuring out who you're going to play and start putting together defensive performances for them. Um, I, I, I'm on the fence of thinking that Boston's going to show Milwaukee something new and try to slow Giannis down. And then I have the other side where I go, there's no way that Boston can really eclipse. There's no way Boston can eclipse Milwaukee. So no, why I don't would think you... that Boston has the size to deal with Giannis. So they I... have the coaching. Like I don't doubt that yeah. they could skin something up that might, you know, slow him down for a second. But they ultimately don't have the size to deal with him. So I'm I'm gonna go the over there. You're taking the Bucks. Um, as we start to round out the end of this month, uh, 8 p.m. game, another complete shit fest. 
Uh, they have saddled Sacramento and San Antonio together in a game of who gives a fuck. Um, and it, the line right now is Sacramento minus three. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to go anywhere near this. I'm not touching it. Not betting it. It'll be my only one I don't bet. You're not touching this? It's not, what are you going to do? The over-under is 220. I, you know, I'll tell you this. It, it, okay. Nope, I'm changing it. I'm taking the under. Fuck it. This is going to be an ugly fucking game. And the articles written after this are why did they invite these teams to the bubble? That's Right. That, LaMarcus Aldridge isn't playing for the Spurs, so I lean towards the Kings. Yeah. The Kings, the Kings at least, they, uh, they might feel like they still have somewhat of a chance. So I expect them to play hard to try and get into that playoff situation. Um, no LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, yeah, I think the Kings... Kings got young legs. I expect them to get out and run and run the Spurs out of the building that first game back. Yep. So I'm going to take the under. Sacramento and San Antonio, 28 wins, 27 wins. Basically, whoever loses this is almost mathematically eliminated. So, and all three of these teams should be mathematically eliminated. Um, so I'm I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say any game that's that ugly, they're just going to slow it down and try to get through there. So I'm going to take the under. Um, next game up, uh, and this is the, uh, another fire one uh, to end your night, to end the month. We are going to get Houston against Dallas. A uh, couple things I saw that I really, I didn't like the shape Harden was in. I thought he lost a ton of weight. He could have put it all back on, but that's a that's a pretty big. Um, I'd swing. like to see what his game looks like. You know, if he's a little quicker off the dribble. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Um, Westbrook has coronavirus Westbrook. right now. So he's yes. he's quarantined for two weeks. So he won't even be get, able to get back and play until the middle of next week because he's in the bubble. So it's not like he could sneak out to his backcourt and play. He's got to quarantine himself. Uh, I think it's going to hu- hurt Houston out of the gate where I've seen a lot of videos from Luca and company, and they look very relaxed. They look like they're having fun already. Um, so I, I'm going to take uh, Houston's minus one and a half. I'm going to take Dallas getting points. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dallas as well. Uh, did they say Harden had it as well, or is it just no, Westbrook? just Westbrook. If if Harden got it, then it, it, it'd be a nightmare for them. Right, okay. Well, just the fact that Westbrook has it and he's going to get a late start, uh, I'm going to go with Dallas because I've seen the same videos as you of, of Luca and Boban and all those guys. They're hanging out. They look like they're having a great time over there. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with them because I feel like they're going to be more prepared. Yeah, and, and I think Carlisle's – I mean, not that um, D'Antoni's a slouch, but Carlisle is a good coach as well. So I think they're going to get that together. Um, now we get into – I believe this is – I like the, Dallas, actually. For this little playoff that yeah. we're going to have in the bubble, I like them. I like I, Dallas, I like too. sleeper depending on where they end up seated. So I think – I think I called this out a couple weeks ago. I, I believe that Oklahoma City will move up in the ranks – I believe Houston and Utah will fall in the ranks, and I think Dallas moves up as well. I think Dallas could jump somewhere into the three or four seed. Oklahoma, I think, can move as well up into the three or four seed with uh, Denver, Utah, and Houston all slipping down to the bottom half. Uh, I don't think anyone catches the Lakers. I think the Clippers could give them a run, but with a five-game lead, 
uh, the Lakers would have to completely crap in their pants. It's actually five and a half games, so there's, the one seeds are not going to be touched. Yeah, the Lakers out. are going to win more than two or three games, right. so I, I think that's locked up. If they win four, they lock the one seed. Um, so uh, I, I, I like Dallas to make a push here. We've been talking about them. It is young legs. Um, so let's slide into, I believe this is the, oh no, second to last newcomer game. Um, we have Miami and Denver playing uh, to start out August, August 1st, 1 p.m., which is just delectable. Um, 1 p.m. game. Miami yeah, 1 is. 1 p.m. is delicious. What day of the week is that? I believe it's a Sunday, 8 1. It's Saturday. Oh, cover me Saturday. in butter. Thank um, you. Thank you, NBA. Yes, yeah, yeah, so they're going to fire out with a 1 p.m. game. Then you're going to have a break, it looks like, and then you're going to go into a 6.37 and 8 p.m. all on the same day, uh, according to bets now. Uh, but they may – I wonder if they'll add I see anything. a 3.30 game. 3.30 uh, game, jazz who is that? Jazz and Thunder. Mm, I don't see a – Jazz and Thunder. I don't see a line for that. Do you see a line for it? I see the Thunder favored by a point. Okay, so that's the one i got to add on to here. Um which we will cover in a second, but let's cover Miami and Denver. Uh, we already talked about Jimmy Butler a little bit. Uh, I, I love Miami. I just want to jump out there before we even get into it. I love Miami. I love Miami too. Okay, we're on the same page then. So I think Miami's going to be one of the teams that we ride the whole way. I just think they're going to be a gritty fucking team. Uh, I love Jimmy Butler. I love his attitude. Uh, I Jimmy think wasn't even trying to sleep. He had to work on the handles. He had I to work on Miami all night. <laughs> put my money on them. I'm I'm going big on Miami. Look, and I will say this: it's not that Jimmy Butler isn't a a huge piece of shit. Uh, we've seen what he did in the All Star games. We saw what he did in Minnesota. Uh, you know, he's misunderstood. Yeah, I love Jimmy. Yeah, he's misunderstood. Uh, it's a fuck you, fuck me attitude. <laughs> it's he doesn't give a fuck, and uh, you know I I do love that. Uh, he wants to ball. That's what he wants to do. Jimmy Butler wants to fucking ball. He wants you to show up. He wants you to practice hard. That's what Miami is. I really think he's a quintessential Heat player. So I'm gonna go with Miami as well, especially minus one. I don't know what shape Jokic is going to be in. Uh, didn't he get delayed coming into the country because he had Corona? So. I think he did. I'm not sure if he's there now yet, but I know he did have a little delay. And so once you go into the bubble, you get quarantined for, I think, 24 hours or 48 hours. So, you know, if you're not there now, you're behind everybody. Unfortunately, you're just behind right, so everybody. So hold on. When we were talking about Harden, you said that um, you were concerned with his weight loss. Are you concerned with Jokic's weight loss? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, big men losing what looks like 40 pounds uh-huh. like your body doesn't you put 40 pounds on in, in I mean it's not 40 pounds but he looks tiny um compared to what he was you know let's say it's 20 pounds you put 20 pounds back on quickly your body's just not ready for it you have to recalibrate everything feels a little different um you know just some from reference uh Michael Jordan's a small example of this where you know he built a baseball body and then it took him a whole off season to build his body back to a basketball body you know right. and so it's not something you just go oh boom i'll just put my muscle back on and everything will be great no it affects everything it affects your touch it affects your feel it affects your quickness your your, your motion uh, where you think things are all these things come together and you're basically saying i'm not starting with any of that i'm going to start then I'm going to put the weight back on. Then we're going to play eight games. I'll be ready by the playoffs. 
See, teams that have that philosophy, I think Houston is a good example of that. Denver's probably going to be a good example of that. Those teams that are going to be ready for the playoffs, but not for this mini sprint, I think of the teams you need to prey on, and I, I think Miami's going to be ready as shit, and I think Denver's going to kind of be like, ah, you know, we're in the playoffs. We'll, we'll see you guys in the playoffs, you know? Uh, right. Yeah, I can agree with that. I definitely think Miami's coming in ready. Yes, I think Miami's going to be coming in hot, um, and, and Miami can't move up too far they, they're kind of too far behind toronto but they will they, they could, could catch boston they could they catch boston um you know right now i think they i the thing is i i would rather them play the truth is you need you really want to be in the top two because <laughs> then you're going to get brooklyn or orlando and you're going to be able to fold them up and throw them into a basket um yeah i don't think miami can't get to number two though they're six no. games behind right now. The the Raptors would have to shit their pants. And look, I I'm okay if they do that. I don't think they're going to, but uh, you know that's that's just where it is. Um, and then later in that day, uh, let's see. You get at three thirty. Found it. It is Utah versus Oklahoma City. This will be Utah's second game. Now, the thing is, Utah will play on opening night, so you're going to get a Oklahoma City team uh, that hasn't had a game. I don't think that affects them. I believe that the Clippers will be, not the Clippers, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder will be ready to go. This is my equivalent of the Miami Heat. You like the Thunder. You've mentioned them a few times. love the Thunder. I love teams that play better holistic basketball. So this is a team that's greater than the sum of its parts, in my opinion. When you have that, I think that's important, especially in these situations. It's a weird, it's a weird, weird, weird world. You have Should to want... Chris, do you think Chris Paul deserves some MVP votes? Uh, no, because there's just better players. Like, you know, I can look at Giannis and go, okay, like... No, I'm not saying win the MVP, but you, you think he deserves a vote or two? Yeah, you know, how do they rank it in the NBA? You vote for your top three, right? Right. Um, You know, if someone puts him as their third spot and you go uh, Giannis, LeBron, and him, you can't fault them. Did anyone think that the Thunder would be not just a contender, but in the top half of the, you know, the eight playoff teams in the West? No, absolutely not. And that's kind of where I go, look, uh, he deserves some credit. Uh, They're up there. They're one game back of Utah who, you know, guess who they're playing. Uh, and and you, you can easily, they win that game, they jump them. And then they're in the four seed. Uh, you know, I, that's where I think they're going to be. I think they're going to end up somewhere in the top part. I think they're going to win six of these games. So I like Oklahoma City. Uh, they're actually an underdog. Oh, no, no. What are they? Underdog by two and a half? What does this spread say? Um I like Oklahoma City regardless of the spread. I'm taking them all the way. How do you like it? Uh, yeah, I like OKC as well. I'm looking at uh, OKC's record right now on the road and at home, and it looks like they were a pretty good road team this year. And Any team that was a good road team this year, I like them in this bubble situation. Yeah, and again, your good road teams are typically teams that have one focus, and they're, they're going to win basketball games. Uh, Oklahoma City hasn't been afraid. It's Chris Paul. Uh, he's got, does, does he have more miles than anyone else besides LeBron? I mean, he's got more miles than LeBron, so uh, uh, that's close. Uh, but, you know, 
I, he's a vet. He knows what he's doing. He's a great floor general. He's a leader. This, this team follows him. Um, Oklahoma City looks like a genius. They're going to get to the playoffs. They trade Russ. They get Chris Paul. They get all these picks, and they're going to make the playoffs. Just, just a great move all around. Um, let's go ahead and round out the last three games on 8-1. At 6-30, looks like we get the New Orleans Pelicans against the Hair Clippers. So, Clippers are minus five. They're going to play the Lakers in, week in the first game. Do you think there's a drop-off here for them where they're just kind of not in it? I would not be surprised if Kawhi and or Paul George sat out this game. Taking New Orleans? Uh, I would need to know if Paul George or Kawhi were actually sitting out in order to take New Orleans. If, if the two guys are going to play and, and get in shape for the playoffs, then I'm taking the Clippers. Uh, but if it's a situation where they play the Lakers first game and now second game they're going to give PG the night off, then in that situation I might lean uh, Pelicans. Yeah, this is – they will play – the Clippers will play two days before. So I could, it's a late game for them, and then this is a late game. So, I, you know, it'll be up in the air. I think a fully healthy Clippers team wins easily. But, uh, again, I will take New Orleans plus the five because they kind of can't let any game slip away. Uh we round out with the uh, the East is kind of the last teams to play, which is weird. Um, Philadelphia and Indiana both play. Uh, Philadelphia has completely underwhelmed this season. I don't really know how much of their heart's going to be in this. Indiana is a scrappy team that uh, I just... This is a fucking weird one. Philadelphia's minus three and a half. I'm going to take Philly here, but y- you could... You could convince me on either side, and I would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I saw reports uh, the other day online that the Sixers, Brett Brownies, moved Ben Simmons to the power forward in their practices recently. I'm really interested to see how that's going to look, because if they're going to start Shake Milton, uh, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, and Embiid, uh, I want to see how the offense works with an extra guard out there. I think that might be a good move to move Ben Simmons to the four and have him next to Embiid down there. Maybe play make from the high post. You know, you you could play make from different areas of the court instead of you know having to walk the ball up the court every time. Huh. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see what this little experiment looks like over there because, I mean, Ben Simmons is big enough to play the four. He's what six ten. 610 yeah <laughs> and and the other thing is I think this is the first bit of real change or coaching we've seen from Brett Brown um, I, I I don't know what takes so long for coaches to try something different um, but here we are this could be a catalyst that sparks them I'm gonna bet on that though that this is a catalyst that sparks them um, and then in, I'm going to take them throughout most of this tournament. I think Embiid, if he's focused, is going to be a, an absolute freak. And, and like you said, oh, yeah. he's going to be a problem. He's going to be busting ass out there. I, I want to hope he's in shape. Embiid's problem is he's n- never been really in great shape. So that worries the shit out of me. I don't think they have great leadership with Brown. This is my against the grain pick because I just want to root for Philly. Um, against everything my head's telling me. I really like Philly. Indiana, uh, they're missing Oladipo. The reports are that he's now considering playing. He had originally said that he was not going to play. Now the reports are that he might actually play after having a couple of strong practices. So I think Oladipo being there makes a difference in this decision. 
Uh, I agree with you. Um, I'm still going to go Philly. What side are you on? I am going to go Philly as well. Okay. Uh, if, if I see that Oladipo is playing, I might waver on that. But as of right now, I, I would go Philly. And last, Indiana but, does have the size to deal with Embiid, though. Yes. Yeah, they do. Uh, and, and they're well coached. So I just – Philly's a team that – I should be taking Indiana here plus the points. But Philly's just got so much talent. If they could just put it together. And that, that always just is like – it's like – tantalizing they're a little like the browns in that way you're like man you just have all the talent if you could just find the right mixture of how it all works you could be something and and you know i think they made mistakes by letting butler go but whatever uh last game on the docket of the night uh pretty interesting it's your boys lakers versus toronto lakers minus three and a half take it away uh yeah i got the lakers uh, I like the Lakers in most of these games because I think in this game LeBron will be playing. You know, once they lock up the one seed, I could see LeBron and AD taking a couple games off and getting ready for the actual playoffs. Uh, but by the second game of the bubble, these guys should still be trying to stack wins and and seal that number one spot. So I I like the uh, I like the Lakers. Um, you know, I, I like Siakam. I like Toronto for the playoffs. I think we might be sleeping on them a little bit. Uh, but in this game, I, I don't think Toronto has enough to keep up with LeBron and AD. No, neither do I. I think uh, Toronto is a good team. Uh, I think they've overperformed this year. I'm just going to say it. I think they have. I think they've got uh, a great defensive squad. It's They're going to have a lot of good games to bet on during this bubble. But to round it out, I think if the Lakers lose the Clippers game one, they're going to beat the piss out of Toronto game two. Yeah, I could agree with that. I like the Lakers either way, but if they do lose that first game to the Clippers, they're really going to come out and, and hand it to the Raptors. Yeah, so that's kind of where I sit. So my you know, my thoughts going over it, we, we walked through, I think, close to the first 12 games you're going to get. Absolutely cannot wait. We're two weeks away. I'm sure we'll get more stories out of the bubble. I am looking forward to what the NBA kind of puts together in terms of what we're going to view. Uh, the TBT did a good job of he- letting us hear what was on the court. They did have some cuss words slip in. I think you've just got to accept that and move it along. Um, it's not like if you took your kids to a ball game, they wouldn't hear someone say fuck, you know, over and over again. You know, I, I just think that... Yeah, no, we- I think they would just need to bleep out anything that might be problematic, you I- know? I'm going to tell you this. If you want it to be live, you can't. You, you're just going to have to kind of go. Uh, the way TBT did it because it was live is uh, they would they would go into the they would go into it and they would have someone basically with their hand on the button. And if they went to say a word, they'd hit the button and then the the whole thing would go silent for like two seconds until they thought it was clear. Um, I don't know if we'll get that kind of coverage uh, because a couple did get through. But I just, we should be able to hear what's going on. It's going to be such a unique experience that uh, to rob us of that would really be a shame. And, and, and more importantly, you, you be able to hear the adjustments they're making in the huddle and what they yell at each other on the court. It's pretty cool. I don't know if you've seen any of the UFC fights, but you can like hear the corners talking and giving them, you know, giving them direction on how they're playing. So you'd be able to hear what the coaches are yelling. It would it would be like sitting behind the coach uh, during a game 
uh, only with more clarity. And I really, really, they got to figure out a way to give us that. Um, they, they have to. I hope that would be a dream scenario if we could actually hear what's going on down there. Yeah, and and I, I, I have my doubts that that's actually what we're gonna get. Yeah, but I, I'm hoping. Yeah, I, you know, we, we uh, there's a saying saying you can wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up first. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I, I, all we have right now is hope. <laughs> so let, let's, right. let's go big. All right, any parting thoughts on the bubble and the NBA? No, nah, man, I, I'm looking forward to, you know, in doing this podcast, I'm looking at all these spreads and over-unders, and I'm starting to rub my hands together a little bit, and it might be time to make some money. It is time to make some money. You listen to us, you're going to make some money. Uh, next week we will have. Uh, next week we're going to do some NFL wrap up. There's been some news, so we'll be catching into that, and then we'll kind of clear up anything NBA related, um, and then we're really going to set our sights for the start of the NBA season. Uh, I don't have any interest in talking MLB. Um, I would if the Orioles were worth anything. They're not, so I, you know I get to sit through 60 losses in 60 games. So whatever. Uh, so I'll just keep that to myself and hide with it. Uh, but we'll cover the NBA. We'll break down some NFL. And then we're going to get to it, man. We're going to get the NBA. That's going to bleed right into the NFL. And then, you know, we're off. We, we'll, we'll see what happens with college football. And we'll see when the NBA picks back up. We could see this play out. And then two months later, the NBA starting back up. I, so it's going to be it's going to be real hey, interesting. I'm glad that we're going to have something to talk about. Oh, like yeah. Like real stuff to talk about. Real, real tangible things instead of just, you know, digging through the treasure trove of what we had. So that's exciting. Leo, where can people find you? At Pick and Scroll on Twitter, pickandscroll.com. All right. You can find me at Pick and Play 37. As always, everyone stay safe, and we'll be bringing you more insights, NFL, NBA talk as we go. And we are just starting to heat up. Take care.